The nice thing about guys, more so than women, is guys can let go of things a hell of a lot faster than a woman can. And if a guy feels that you are truly trying to change things around, he's going to be a lot quicker to respond than a woman is. That's, that's just basically the way it is. is an amazing tool because it lets visitors unabashedly search for answers for whatever they want. Unfortunately, we have a lot of wives searching for answers because they fear their husbands hate them. Fortunately, we have Dr. Karen Sherman to the rescue. Stay tuned. Are you running out of date ideas? Let us help. The Hitched Wine Club is the only wine club created for couples and includes exclusive date ideas that will help you and your spouse stay connected. Membership starts at less than $30 a month and provides exceptional, award-winning wines from around the world. These aren't the wines that you'll find at your local retailer. It's like getting date nights delivered to your doorstep every month. And these are just some of the membership benefits. Find out more by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the Wine Club link. Oh, if you're attending a wedding or anniversary, gift options are also available. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the always fantastic, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. I've got a big smile on my face. You're so kind. <laughs> uh, so uh, Karen is a uh, practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she has a new program out called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can get information at fromfighttoforeplay.com, uh, plus a bunch of other stuff, but we'll get to that at the end. Today, um, I have an issue that kind of makes me a little bit sad, um, but also reinforces why uh, I do what I do and you do what you do, Karen. Um, so one of the beauties of the internet is it allows people to search for answers uh, without being judged um, with, you know, they can really just, there's nothing holding them back from seeking information. And with that, uh, we can see um, from our end, we take a good close look at our analytics. Uh, we can see what, people are searching for when they're on our website or getting to our website. Um, I want to reassure everybody out there. We don't know who you are. Uh, we just know what you're interested in. Um, and so this one is a very common search term on our website. Uh, quote, the search keywords are my husband hates me. Um, so this makes me really sad. And so, uh, Karen, uh, we're going to talk uh, just a little bit about this issue. Um, if somebody uh, feels this way, um, I, I guess the first question I need to ask is: if they do, um, if they do feel this way, what should the first thing they do um, in addressing their feelings? Should it be to confront their spouse that they feel that they hate them? Yeah, I just want to say that I agree with you, Steve. It, it really is very sad that, that that's what people are feeling. Um, and, and, of course, it is my hope that it wouldn't get to the point 
that you would feel that it is that extreme uh, before you actually approach your spouse. However, given today's world where we're just so stressed out and so busy with so many things, unfortunately, that is the end result where we don't notice that things are really uh, extreme until they get to a point where they really um, are so drastic that all of a sudden, you know, we say, oh my God, you know, um, I'm really picking up certain signals here um, that make me feel like things really are to the point of my husband hates me. So I think that, you know, it is best to then approach your spouse and say, you know, maybe I'm misperceiving, you know, put it on yourself. Maybe, you know, I'm totally off on this, but I'm sensing that, you know, um, you're not happy or I'm sensing that things in our marriage aren't the way they should be. And before they continue to get any worse, I I wanted to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, but you've got to be prepared that if, you know, you really think it has gotten that bad that the answer may be, you know, yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm really not very happy. Yeah. And I mean, so uh, what, like, I I mean, I'm, there's so many facets to this, but what, could you do or what should you say if your spouse uh, does acknowledge like, yeah, I am not happy with our marriage. I am not happy with you. Um, yeah. I mean, and it could be a, for a variety of reasons from how they're being treated to your actions to spending or who, who knows what the reason may be, but uh, what, like what uh, should you continue to prod and ask why and what you oh, need to do and all that. Absolutely. Now, first what I want people to know is that, Emotions tend to rewrite history, and here's what I mean by that. You know, a lot of times, feelings that we have grow gradually, and the analogy that I like to use is we don't see our nails growing, and then one day you look down and you look at your hand and you say, oh my goodness, my nails need cutting. So very often, we're not aware that we're starting to feel unhappy or displeased, and then we wake up you know, I don't mean this literally, but we wake up one morning and we say, you know, I'm not happy in my, my relationship. And we haven't really noticed it happening. Mm -hmm. So then we look back and we rewrite history. Oh, I really haven't been happy for a really long time. You know, this is not good. And that's not good because in that mood of dissatisfaction, we start to filter, you know, the recent history or the further history through that lens, so to speak, and that really is somewhat distorted. So I want people to so, know. So that I'm sorry. So when you when you rewrite that history, what you're saying is you do that with the lens of this new epiphany that you've just realized that you're not happy. So now everything you're starting to see it in hindsight, like oh yeah, I wasn't happy there, there, and there, even though that may not have been the case at the time. That, that's correct. Okay. That's correct. Okay. So I'm telling our listeners that, first of all, it really may not be as drastic as the person tells it to you. That being said, I'm giving that to you so you don't freak out when Mm -hmm. you hear your partner say, yeah, the truth of the matter is I'm unhappy with you and I haven't been happy with you for the last five years and I want out. However, do not invalidate 
what your partner says. Don't say, well, that's really not true. Things have really been great and you're just making it up and blow up. Because whatever a person is feeling, you want to give it credibility. That's their feeling. So, so, e- that- so even if they're, even if they're um, past history uh, recollection of history is distorted, their current feelings are valid and you should acknowledge them that's, as valid. That's correct. So that's the start point. So even if you know that last year you were laughing together and vacationing and everything was wonderful, don't dispute it. Because if you want to get anywhere, you want to validate the feeling and then go from there because you want to now have communication that's going to allow you to really come to understand and, and work on this issue. Okay. okay. So the next question is, in what ways are you happy? Is it, you know, have I done something that has been upsetting? Have I not done something? Have I said something? Has there been something in my behavior? Just the things you were asking, Steve. Is it financially? Is it the way I'm acting? Is it, you know things I haven't done, whatever. You want to come to understand where is the unhappiness coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you don't want to ask any questions that you don't want the answer to. You know, there's an old saying that a good lawyer never asks a question they don't know the answer to. So you don't want to say something like, well, so is this it? Is it quits? You know, or or do you want a divorce? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, because... Again, a person in a state of unhappiness might say, yeah, I really don't think there's any help for us. So what you want to say is, you know, I'm really sorry to hear this. I didn't know. Um, You know, and the person may say, well, I've been telling it to you. I'm working with a couple now where, you know, he says, I've been telling you. I've been telling you. And she said, I really didn't know. Now, as we looked at it further, what he said to her was, you know, I really feel like we need to go out more together. Mm-hmm. He felt that those words were an indication that he was really unhappy. What I pointed out to him is that those words said he wanted to go out more often as a couple. Yeah. They were not, I'm unhappy. But for a man, that was a statement of, I'm not happy. And. Well, yeah, go ahead. I, I I I think it's I think it's tough too. Uh, I I love this example that you're giving because I think it's tough for somebody to go to their spouse and say I'm unhappy. Yes. Uh, because there's such a stigma within marriage um, that it's almost taboo to be unhappy. Um, yes. Like people are fine being unhappy once they're divorced because mm-hmm. then they can talk all the smack they want about the relationship. Right. Uh, but when you're married, it's it's not okay to be unhappy. Uh, so you say things like, I, I want to go out more right. instead. And the, and the truth of the matter is that men are very action-oriented. So to say I want to go out more is an action kind of phrase that also doesn't leave the person as vulnerable expressing feelings underneath. I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. You know? So there's lots of reasons. But the point is that you know for him – he felt that he was expressing that he was unhappy and she had no idea. She just felt that, yeah, he'd like to go out more, but felt, well, this is pretty typical of couples with new children that, you know, that's what happens. You don't go out as much as you would like to, you know, when you don't have children. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you want to try to get to it. And again, not invalidate it or argue it and say, well, you know, you never really said that or that's the way life is. 
Because when somebody is emotionally upset, the key to try to move it into a positive direction is to keep the communication open and try to start working on things. Oh my goodness, I never really understood what you meant by that. Um, you know, I, I, I apologize for it, take the responsibility on. Now, I understand that that's hard to do. However, please take what I'm telling you of 25 years experience. In order, if you're looking up the term, my husband hates me, I would presume that you're feeling frightened, insecure, wanting to learn how to salvage your relationship, your marriage. Mm -hmm. The way to do it is not to argue it. The way to do it is to try to understand it and to say, I really just didn't get it and I want to work on this. Let me know how I can make this better. The nice thing about guys, more so than women, is guys can let go of things a hell of a lot faster than a woman can. And if a guy feels that you are truly trying to change things around, he's going to be a lot quicker to respond than a woman is. That's, that's just basically the way it is. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that this gentleman said is that in the past when they have fought, she has said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's make it different, and then nothing ever changes. And what I said to him is, I won't give you that kind of relationship back. I want to show you that there are ways that things can really be different. And so one of the ways that a woman can show that things can really be different is, I hear you, I want to do things differently. Emphasis on do, because mm -hmm. again, a man is action-oriented. So she really has to listen to what he's saying and I'm making this all about the woman because the phrase is my husband hates yeah. me. Um, and actually do things and behave differently so that she shows him, I'm hearing what you're saying to me and I want to do things differently for you. I, I want to get back really quick to the, the validation aspect of this because mm -hmm. I think this is important because um, I'm pl role playing a scenario in my head here. Uh, I think, if if you if you tell your spouse if you ask the question I I feel like you're unhappy with me and they say uh, and they look through that lens of well yeah now that I'm thinking about it you did this this and this if you start arguing with their feelings about how things went down it's it's not going to solve the problem that you have which is I feel like you're unhappy with me so if you're arguing about the the nooks and crannies of the way that events unfolded, it's, it's, you're not going to get any closer to solving your problem. Oh, absolutely All not. you're doing is creating a larger argument that doesn't need to be rehashed. Right. Right. Um, okay. So now one of the questions I have about this issue is does the duration of the marriage play a role in this conversation? So for example, if a couple is newly married and the husband uh, seems to be unhappy or they actually say that they, they're unhappy. Are these just growing pains within the relationship versus an older couple who uh, we you ask this question and they're like, I haven't been happy since uh, 96. So uh, does, does the duration of this stuff play a role in the unhappiness? Well, that's an interesting question, Steve. You know, because 
if a new couple is at the point where the husband's already saying, I'm, I'm not happy, um, I really sort of wonder, like, you know, what's going on in that relationship that at an early stage she's not happy. On the other hand, in the beginning, a relationship, you know, a lot of, a lot of couples don't realize that that first year, even if you've been living together, that first year is really, really hard. And couples don't know that going in that there's a lot of adjustment. Um, and so that can create happiness, uh, unhappiness rather. Um, so, you know, again, if you don't know what to expect, that can create some of the dissatisfaction. On the other hand, when you've been together a long time, you've got boredom that sets in, you've got, you know, just sort of a lot of years of taking each other for granted. But here's the good news for either couple. Um, a lot of 80% of the divorces that are filed are filed because the couples say, we've just lost the feeling for each other. We've just disconnected. Uh -huh. And what I want couples to know is those feelings can come back. They absolutely can come back. There's lots and lots of reasons that couples feel disconnected and there are methods to bring those feelings back. Even if you're feeling disconnected, there's nothing there, I'm numb, um, whatever. There are lots of methods to help couples reconnect. Okay. And, you know, I, you brought it up uh, at the very beginning of this of it's unfortunate that it got to this point uh, right. that the, the women feel this way. Um, what type of uh, preventive maintenance can we offer them, uh, emotional check-ins or whatnot that they can do uh, so that they don't have to do these searches that their husband hates them. Yeah, well, you know, my favorite, Steve, we've spoken about this before, is on a regular basis, whether it be once a week, once every other week, once a month, just spend 10, 15 minutes saying to each other, so how are we doing? Mm -hmm. You know, what what are we doing that we like? You know, what can use improvement? Not what don't, what is going on that we don't like, what can use improvement? Um, and, you know, if on a regular basis you are appreciating each other, complimenting each other, saying, when you did this, it really felt so good to me, that keeps things on track. You know, I'm going to be married 38 years this summer, and relationships are a living entity, so they go through ups and downs. And even after 38 years, there are times my relationship goes through a down period or it's not so great. And I say to my husband, you know, I think we need to work on getting things back on track. But we know that that's what happens. And so, you know, every now and then we sort of um, lose it a little bit or get off track or we're not paying enough attention to our relationship. And then we have to, you know, pay attention again and make it a priority. So I think that if you just sort of um, watch the relationship on some kind of regular basis. It doesn't get to the point where you forget about each other. Yeah. And you brought it, you threw in a key word there that I wanted to highlight, which is priority. And I feel, uh, a lot of couples fail to prioritize their relationship, uh, because they, they, you know, they begin to take it for granted because that is such a, a stable foundation of, of their life that they don't, feel they need to pay much attention to it because all these other things are requiring their attention. Right. And right. then 
as as you know, years go by and then all of a sudden, well, that thing that you haven't been paying attention to for the last five years all of a sudden needs emergency repairs. Exactly. Um, and, you know, that's also another reason that I always advocate um, couples take advantage of the built-in uh, celebrations uh, for relationships, including anniversaries and Valentine's Day. Um, and I actually wrote a column about Valentine's Day a few years back about – you know, people could say whatever they want about it being a Hallmark holiday, and that may be the case. But when else uh, do you put so much time and effort into your relationship? And I would probably guess that most couples do it uh, on their anniversary and Valentine's. And uh, I don't want to say most, but a lot of couples do it only on their anniversary and Valentine's Day. And if that's the only time, uh, why would you ever give that up? Right. So. If you see these naturally occurring events that allow you to celebrate and reflect your relation on your relationship, take advantage of those in addition yeah. to everything that you have been talking about as well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I can't say it often enough, often enough, excuse me, it's the little things that are going to make the big difference. Yeah, Absolutely. And which is why, which is why we advocate so um, regularly about like date nights, even if they're not, you know, breathtaking balloon rides over uh, a, a beautiful skyline. It's <laughs> it's the little things because it's when you're not doing anything at all that things start creeping up on you. Like you said, the nails start growing, and next thing you know, you got to cut them. Right. Right. Um, so any anything else? Uh, parting words of advice for these people doing these search terms. Well, I think that, you know, again, life gets in the way. And if you would just take a few moments to observe your partner, um, be aware of body language, facial expressions, um, the energy of your partner, you would be picking up signals um, sooner than when it's like in your face kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um and and that really is just a matter, you know, we did that in the beginning of the relationship. You noticed if they were unhappy, if they were tired, if they were smiling. So, again, just paying attention to those little signals. Uh, so if something's off, you can say, you know, I'm noticing that, you know, you're looking a little down today. Is everything okay? Mm -hmm. um, exactly. That lets you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Terrific advice. Um, best of luck to those who are doing that search. Um, if you have any follow-up questions, I want to highlight uh, we have put a nice big uh, ask us a question button on our podcast page on the website, hitchmag.com. Click the podcast link and then you will see uh, a button there that you can email us your question. Um, and if you do have a question, uh, please Include as much information as you can to help us answer it um, in the, the best way we can. Um, but that for this week, uh, I think another one in the book. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. Oh, it's nice speaking with you, Steve. I hope that uh, we've helped some people out there. I think, I think we have. I think we have. And I want to thank all you listeners, too, by the way, for continuing to support the show and listening and uh, giving us ratings and whatnot. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I know I've tweeted it and stuff, but uh, we have become the number one marriage podcast on the Stitcher Radio Network. So that's pretty exciting, and it's because of all you people listening. So thank you so much, and uh, we're just looking forward to helping you more in the future um, 
So I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She also co-authored the book Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, she has also come out with a brand new product called From Fight to Foreplay. Uh, it will, you can get more information at her website from fighttoforeplay.com. That's all spelled out. Uh, all that information is available on her website. It's available on hitchmag.com. If you go to fight, from fighttoforeplay.com right now, you can get a free video to, to get you started. Uh, so if you uh, need some repair work, uh, this might be just the thing you need. So be sure to check that out. It's free. You have nothing to lose. Um, and, uh, of course, you have all the resources of Hitched at your disposal. So it's hitchedmag.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Pinterest. Uh, you name it, we're on it. So uh, thank you so much for your support and uh, look forward to doing this again soon. So thank you one last time, Karen. Okay, Steve, take care. Okay, take care, everybody. Tonight